Tony, I like video games. Well, hi there, Jake. I like Pokemon, too! And this is a special intermediate episode of Hey, I Like That Game, where we're talking about Pokemon Sword and Shield. Yeah. Well, Pokemon great. Sword, because that's the version that both of us got, because we both really wanted the Surfetched. Yeah, this game is very good. Game. Yeah, yeah. I know that, um, like, before our next episode, you know, we always talk about the games that we played beforehand, and if we didn't do this episode, we would spend that entire section just talking about this game, because I've been playing a whole lot of this game, and Tony, I'm pretty sure you've been playing a whole lot of this game, too. Yeah, I have, like, 30 hours into this game already. A whole lot, uh, yeah. I have been yeah. having a phenomenal time playing this uh, Pokemon yeah. game, and I know when our previous episode we talked a little bit about our concerns possible about it um but now that you've had a chance to play it tony what do you think yeah like i said this is a really good pokemon game this is like top five or maybe like top three pokemon games like for real like it's it's really really good like the the dexit i actually think that's a good thing this game doesn't feel overstuffed with pokemon like i wish a couple of my favorites were in there but like whatever it, it's not that big a deal a lot of the new mons are really good and like well designed and are like interesting concepts so i think that makes up for it a little bit mm-hmm. the the actual story of the game like the story mode like the classic playthrough is pretty solid like it's not super hard but it's really not easy either in spots it's pretty it's pretty good it's it's more cinematic than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> like, yeah. this game does some crazy camera shifts and, like, angles. It's pretty good. Right, right. And this game, so, like, the story mode of it, I know, um, like, especially in Sun and Moon and in the game prior, they've tried to really sort of diversify what the game itself is. Because, you know, the classic Pokemon game, like, if you haven't played... In a while, you get the eight gym badges, you challenge the Elite Four, you become the Pokemon League champion. Then they messed that up a little bit in the previous games, and most specifically in Sun and Moon, they really uh, put that on its head, and they did like the, the Totem Trials, which were essentially pretty much the gyms. same thing. But they, gyms, they but had, yeah, they had like a little bit of extra pizzazz on them as far as what would lead up to the battle with like the the gym leader, and they added a few extra battles in there, and it kind of had a different feel to it, which I thought was pretty cool. But then in this game, it really it goes back to the the eight gyms and the Pokemon League, but it makes it sort of like a football soccer feel to it, where it yeah. takes place in this big open field amongst this roaring stadium of uh of attendants that are cheering for you and yeah it makes it feel really epic in a way yeah, that no other pokemon game has yeah it really does capture that vibe like from like if you ever like watch the cartoon and like you see like the pokemon league uh fights and they're in a giant stadium and there's like you said there's roaring crowds uh this game takes place in a like a uk like region it's supposed to like be like uh like like british like everything has that kind of british Mm -hmm. tinge to it so there's like soccer chants and people have their scarves and there's like uh you hear like vuvuzelas in the uh background right pretty fuck it uh i really like that backdrop like i it's it's pretty great um yeah, and I think and then, it makes the battles a whole lot more fun, too. And I think it's cool. Like, the Team Rocket of this game is just, like, a whole bunch of soccer hooligans. 
Yeah, basically. Yeah, just, just dumbass soccer hooligans with their faces painted and like they they got their crazy punk rock look to them. It's it's great. You know, the the other like really big thing that they introduced with this game is the um, the Wildlands. Is that what's called? Um, yeah, the Wildlands. Yeah, um, I think it's a really interesting concept. Like, I wish there was more of it. I wish the Wildlands was like way bigger. It would be awesome if the Wildlands was the entire game. Like, if the entire game was set up like that, I would I would like that a lot better. Anyways, the Wildlands is basically a giant open area that you can explore that has different regions to it that have a lot of Pokemon diversity. Like, there's a lot of different stuff you can catch in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and you and it kind of that... scales up with you. Yes, and it scales up with you. And, and you get there fairly quickly in the game like what it's maybe like an hour or so maybe not even yeah it's before you have your first gym battle you get like your train stops in the middle of nowhere and it's like okay you have to cross the wildlands to get to the first battle Mm Mm-hmm. and it's very interesting the way the game can go from there because i I feel like in so many other old pokemon games maybe before sun and moon definitely before sun and moon the the beginning two or three hours of a pokemon game always feel the exact same to me because there's like four or five Pokemon you can catch. Whereas in this game, very early on, you get to this area where there is so many different guys that are available to you. So all of a sudden your team can be totally different mm-hmm. going into the, uh, the gym battles. Like you can get rid of your starter at that point in the game and you're really not behind, you know, because yeah. you have tons, you have tons of other options to, to fill that bank. Uh, which I think is is brilliant. It's going to make this game way more replayable for me. Um, yeah, I think so too. It really allows you to mess around with the team a whole lot more. And I know you were talking about how Dexit didn't really do anything to lessen the game for you, and I can really echo that sentiment too. In that, yeah, it sucks that a lot of my my favorite Pokemon aren't in this game anymore, and like I'm gonna I'm gonna miss playing with them for sure. But there's a Pokedex of I think I think 400 in this game, and that's not that's that's not like a pittance of Pokemon. It really gives you plenty to work around with, and the encounters in this game instead of like walking through like a cave or the tall grass and then just like having a random encounter, and you don't really find out what you're getting in a fight with until the fight begins. In this, the Pokemon appear in the overworld, and you can avoid them, or you can run into them to initiate that battle. And that really helps with the collection aspect of the game for it to not become repetitive or monotonous, and it really helps you to kind of satiate that curiosity of what Pokemon is out there, what do I want to add to my team, like, what's that new Pokemon I've never seen before? Is it going to evolve? Okay, cool. What's it going to evolve into? Yeah, it's great. And seeing it seeing it in the world, like, I, I love that. I absolutely love that. For Just like you said, like, when you actually see it, you're like, oh, this uh, this Pokemon is available to me. And they still, they still obfuscate some of that stuff, right? Because, like, when you go into the bushes, you'll see, like, the exclamation point come up, and you don't know what that Pokemon's going to be. Yeah, but those are not standard. Right, those are usually going to be, like, rarer stuff, things that you don't see. So, like, it, it still gives you reason to to get into random encounters, but you're like you're excited for them. Or at least I was, I was excited for a random encounter way more mm-hmm, than I was same. 
the seeing the actual guys out there, but like it's it's fantastic because it really aids in the leveling, like being able to level your characters, which kind of transitions me into what the other like creature comforts in this game that I feel like some people said was divisive for some reason, but the the XP share, it's yeah. on from the beginning of the game. Mm-hmm. Any Pokemon that is currently in your roster six gets experience points. Like I actually really really like that. What I was saying with like being able to see the Pokemon in the overworld, how those things are connected. It's like if you catch a new Pokemon that you want to integrate into a team quickly, they give you the tools for you to level lower level Pokemon up fast. It allows for you to put together teams quickly and be able to experiment, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And I didn't really feel like I had a set team in this game until, I don't know, like maybe five or six badges in. Like once you were getting pretty late game. Oh, yeah. Because I would keep like just like keep swapping Pokemon in and out. And that was something I never felt I was able to do before. Because the game never gave you the tools to catch up. Because you'd always be, like, a solid, like, seven or eight levels higher than the wild Pokemon you'd encounter. And in order to train them up would be a chore. It would be grinding. It would take a lot of effort. But as long as in this game you're doing, like, a max raid here and there. And if you just have them in your party and you're letting the stronger Pokemon fight, they'll get leveled up. And then you can start kind of incorporating them into battle more and see how you feel about them and it really expands the roster that you can play with and that's one of the reasons why i didn't feel like texit mattered a whole lot because there were more pokemon i was able to play with because of the way the game was oriented yeah i i completely agree like the 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 subtle tweaks they do to this game's like overall design that make it just so much easier to play it cannot be understated in like how great some of these changes are um i i am very i am very curious um for the next one of these games um because one of my fears about this game is also very true and I had talked about this in, in our last episode, is that, like, hey, um, sometimes Japanese game makers don't know how to, do, like, do online. You know, like, they don't, <laughs> they, don't, they don't understand how, like, multiplayer games like this work or how, how users actually want to play them. It still baffles me that you and I spent 20 minutes trying to get a one-on-one battle yeah. in an online game in 2019. It really it, obfuscates that, how to do the online functionality and to do it with friends. Yeah. It's really bad. Like there's, it again points to how worthless the Nintendo switch is when it comes to like friends lists and like inviting people to play games. Like it makes all of their video games are very, very hard to get people together and play in the same match. Um, it's, it's really weird that I'm going to say this, but like if this game could even do what, uh, smash brothers does with its online with like you open a room trainers can go into the room and then you can fight each other and trade in that and that kind of atmosphere um i wish this game had that and it's like the worst in smash brothers but i wish this game had it at least that because the (laughs) online because the online is so bad it's really really bad it seems also very unstable um i would get onto the internet and there are these uh, like different badges that'll pop up and what they indicate is like okay this trainer is looking for a battle 
but this train is, trainer is looking for help in a raid battle, so you can jump on to help them out. And I think a, probably like 75% of the time that I was online, those badges just wouldn't refresh. So if I wanted to do a raid battle with somebody, like with actual human people, especially in the late game where you need them over the computer players, I couldn't find a way to do that, even though I was online, even though I was searching for people to play with, because it just didn't it didn't refresh, which seemed to be yeah. an instability with the game itself, which is frustrating. Yeah, yeah for me, it's it would either it wouldn't refresh enough, or um, I would find them and I could click on them within like the feed of events that are happening, because like that's the way the system works. Is like you hit a button. And then it brings up all the online things happening around you that you can connect to, which is just, it's a really odd, odd system. But, um, I could connect to them, but then when I get into the room, like we couldn't start the game. Like we couldn't start the, uh, the raid. Mm -hmm. It was, it was really weird. It is, it's baffling. It's baffling how bad it is. Right, right. Yeah. The, the online component of this game feels a decade old. If if even that, even yeah. that young, yeah. As like as with the the negatives as well. I I love this game. I think it's a really fun game. But at this point, they should be able to do more with this game. Like graphically, there's not a whole lot going on. The animations are pretty basic, and there are different audio settings that you unlock by talking to a random NPC, which is bizarre. Wait, yeah, there's a Wait, random what? NPC in the first uh, t- town that you go into. No indication that you should talk to him, but he will be like, okay, here are these cool high-tech headphones that I'm going to give to you, and you can basically like mess with the master volume and like turn certain sounds on and off. And there's that's, I didn't even know that existed. What the fuck? Yeah, it's so I'm, bizarre for stuff like that to occur. And I'm th- I'm like 35 hours into this game. I didn't <laughs> even know that existed. I'm going to unlock. I'm going to unlock basic settings in my game right now <laughs> because of that. This is fucking so stupid. How is this? And like, even even so, like the the Pokemon battles. It's just your two Pokemon standing there. They don't have any interesting animations. They're still making the weird cackling like electronic sounds as their call i mean pikachu gets like a pika but no other yeah. pokemon gets anything like that it's just like come on like why why is that still c- like that what like you cut out 600 pokemon you know like you made it easier for yourself to start doing that like hey give them real voices give them good voices better than the stupid electronic noises they have in here now you know, like, that's something that the biggest franchise in the world should be able to do that now. You know? Yeah. The online should be working. There should be full voice acting in this video game. Like, it is insane to me that one of the gym leaders, was his name, Pierce? Um, Pierce, yeah. He, he's a goth punk rocker that his whole shtick is that he's, like, yelling into a microphone but there is no voice. It doesn't do anything with that, sound-wise. It's so weird. Like, why... Mm-hmm. Like, everything else is very cinematic, like we were talking about. Like, the like in the gym battles and stuff like that, they do all sorts of really cool stuff to move around and to make it look intense. 
but why, but why aren't people talking? Why, like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's so much of this just... game that does feel upgraded, and the Wildlands feel very epic and cool, and you can encounter Pokemon that are higher level than you in the wild, and it gives a sense of danger and wonder to exploring the world again. But there's just, like, also so much that it's like, if you just just do some more with it, just do, like, a little bit more, and you're going to give such a cooler game. Um, I mean, like, I'm reminded of Breath of the Wild that, like, took that concept of a Zelda game and really pushed it forward and did amazing things with it. And it feels like this was just, like, a like almost like a half measure in doing that, where they could have pushed a whole lot more. And these things, that really wouldn't have even been risky, but would have just been, like, uncontroversially cool. And I wish yeah. they had gone forward with stuff like that. Yeah, it's like... I continue to think that, like, just... Japanese game development is so... Like, they make the best playing video games. Like, I think Monster Hunter is an exceptionally well-playing video game. I think this game is a very... A very, It's a good video game. It plays really well. It knows its mechanics. It's a very good execution of the core things that make Pokemon really fun. But then it's like... All the services stuff, all the social things, and all of the online connectivity stuff, they just can't, they can't do it. Like, they can't nail that side of it. And it's like, man, what this game could be, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like we say that with every Pokemon game, you know? Like, every game, <laughs> every one, it's the same fucking thing. Mm-hmm. It's just really frustrating. But, I mean... Granted, I think they're getting a little bit better. They're really expanding upon it some more. I just wish they would really take a leap instead of a step forward. Because there are a lot of things that make this game a whole lot easier to play, a whole lot easier to understand. There are ways, so like uh, like Pokemon Natures, like something you probably don't pay a lot of attention to unless you're into the competitive battling scene and stuff like that. But each of the Pokemon has like a different ma- nature. They're going to be moody. They're going to be adamant. They're going to be serious. They're going to be lonely. Something Sassy. like that. Sassy. <laughs> and that's going to affect their stats. Um, it's going to make one stat higher and one stat lower. And in some games, you would have to go through some weird, convoluted breeding process in order to get the kind of nature you would want. But in this game, they give you an item that can change the nature that is fairly easy to acquire at the end game. And uh, it requires quite a bit of playing. Like you kind of got to grind it out a little bit to get um to get mm-hmm. those battle points though, which like I like that about it. It makes me like think more about okay, what's the next thing I'm earning? here like i need to earn these battle points so i because i want to train up this pokemon that i finally found has the right ability and good ivs but i just need to change its nature to be the most effective right like you can do that strategy now in this game they also added into this game uh a move trainer that uh at any time you can just go up to him and say what moves has my pokemon known in the past and i can just pick it up you can change your moves almost out on um you know change them out easily right the move rememberer which is like every pokemon center which doesn't require an item because in previous games you'd have to give them this really obscure item 
to remember yeah. a move. And now you can yep, just yep. do it anywhere for free. And it's such a quality of life improvement. And, and like, they, they do an interesting job. So there's no HMs anymore. So there isn't, like, a slot that's, like, wasted on some Pokemon just because of this one stupid move, you know? It gives you the ability to shuffle around your moves a little bit more. Um, but at the same time, they add two different kinds of TMs in this game. Um, ones that last, you know, as many times as you want. There's, like, infinite charges. And then others, like, a lot of other moves are single-use TMs that you find by doing raid battles. You find them, you know, strewn throughout the world. But most of it you get from raid battles. Um, so it adds a component of... Okay, I want to go do these raid battles to gain this material. So I want to get, you know, these TMs so I can train another Pokemon to go fight for battle points so I can get mints to change the nature of this Pokemon. Like, there is, like, a um, an engine to this game to, like, build up your team and replay the content a lot, which I, I've never got really into the end game of Pokemon aside from Diamond and Pearl. But this game, I'm already, like, really, really thinking about, like, okay, what strategies, what kind of teams do I want to put together and what I have to work towards. You know, like, you, like I got to go catch this Pokemon, then I got to get the right IVs on it. You know, like, it, it really, really makes it easy to get into the competitive side of this game, which I think is, like, where Pokemon is really, really interesting now, you know? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with the official competitive league in this generation of games. Mostly because I think of this generation's big kind of spectacle, which is Dynamaxing. So what that is, is during a battle, you can make one of your Pokemon Dynamax, which makes them kaiju-sized and bumps up all their moves... Um, it makes them a whole lot more powerful, and it gives them all a secondary effect, like including some kind of weather or raising one of your stats. Um, it lasts for three turns, and it doubles the Pokemon's health. And two generations ago was Mega Evolution. Last generation was Z-Moves, and this generation is Dynamaxing. So, Tony, what do you think of that mechanic? It's dumb. <laughs> Dynamax is kind of dumb. I kind of hate it, too. Uh, yeah, it's like Mega Evolutions were okay. I kind of like that, but I wasn't super into it. Um, and this is just Mega Evolutions again, but everybody can do it, kind of. But, but worse. I think they're worse. But, but like, But I don't like how they try to say... Okay, Mega Evolutions were only for a select few Pokemon, right? Not everybody had a Mega Evolution. So mm-hmm. it it makes them go in different directions. You're like, okay, these are the ones that are Mega, so those are the ones I have to have in my party, or at least, like, one of them. And this game, like, I kind of like that um, Dynamaxing everybody can do, so it's like it doesn't limit you on, on that. But, oh, wait, yes, it does, because they do the Gigamaxing, which is here's a select few Pokemon that have a special Dynamax. It's like, I don't understand what they're trying to do with that move. Like, what problem are they trying to solve? And it's not good anyways. You know, like, it's just not good. No, I don't have any fun with it. I think it kind of sucks as a mechanic in the game. It is so stupidly powerful. 
that it just kind of destroys a whole lot of the single-player content. And I haven't dived into the multiplayer of this yet, but I know um, Smogon, which is the message board of the fan-made rules for single-battling of this game, um, since this came out, they've been really arguing about whether or not Dynamaxing is too overpowered. And that was never an argument that came up in Mega Evolutions or in Z-Moves. But just, like, this new mechanic they put in is so dumb and overpowered, and I don't understand why they made it so profound. Like, the the timer of it only, only lasting three moves isn't nearly big enough of a drawback. And all I can say is when the actual, like, official Nintendo competitive Pokemon starts, I really, really hope that Dynamaxing is not allowed at all. Yeah. Um, like, what, so what's broken about it? Like, what what is, like, the thing that makes Dynamaxing, like, super fucked up? So, first of all, if you give your Pokemon enough, like, Dynamax candies, it will double their health when they... Dynamax. So that's okay. just it. It's like a in like ridiculous increase in bulkiness. Um, there are a few Pokemon. I know Gyarados is a big offender because he has this ability called Moxie, which is whenever you get a knockout, your um, attack increases by one stage. And if you use a Flying type Dynamax move, it'll will increase your speed by one stage. So let's say. You get in a favorable switch in with a Gyarados. Okay, cool. You Dynamax. You use the flying attack. You get a knockout. So now your speed and your attack increases by one stage. Plus, you're still Dynamaxed. Plus, you still have two more turns. So it's really, as long as you have like a decent amount of Ste- coverage, yeah. you can, you can knock out three Pokemon. And then when you're done Dynamaxing, you're still super duper powerful. Anyway, that's kind of how it's been seen as debatably really broken okay that that makes sense that makes sense like i i not that i didn't believe that it was messed up but yeah once once a game like this gets in the hands of like hardcore pokemon players they're gonna find the thing that's broken and exploit it you know mm-hmm. it's just gonna ha- it's just gonna happen we'll see like we'll i see I very, yeah this is all speculation i'm really curious like i i'm sure there's gonna be like one or two pokemon that yeah almost every team's gonna have it but i I am optimistic that there's going to be a variation in what some of the, the teams can do. I don't know. We'll see. I, think... I'm, I am optimistic, though. I am really curious to see what official rules Nintendo rolls out for this as far as competitive play and what that looks like on the stage. Yeah, I I wonder how much they will... No, this game's not going to be a patch. There's not going to be new stuff added to this game, yeah. I mean, it's not maybe. It's not, Who knows? I, it's not a, no, they'll they'll release a whole other game for that. That's how that's how Game Freak makes guess, a ton of yeah, money. That's a good point. There, there's there won't be DLC in this game, but like the way this game is set up, the foundation they're laying with this game makes me very curious for what the next one is. I really hope. I really, really, really hope that this game is first step in like a journey for the Pokemon games to reinvent themselves in a bigger way. I feel like this game is like half and half into, into that. Um, I think the wild area is very, very cool. Now the whole game has to be the wild area, you know, like that's the next step for Pokemon. Guess we'll I'll find out very... when they release Pokemon spear. 
Our Pokemon Gun. <laughs> this game is really cool, but then it also frustrates me to no end. It's yeah, so I totally up. get it because it's Pokemon. Pokemon's, I think, one of a kind in how fantastic and unique and compelling the gameplay is and how just beautiful the involvement with the world and with all these different monsters is. It's so cool, and I love Pokemon so much, and this is a really, really, really good Pokemon game. And, I mean, I know we've been bitching about it for, you know, the better part of 20 minutes now, but, like, despite all of that, it's really fun. I've played this so much more compulsively than I've played a Pokemon game in a long time. Yeah, same. I, like, when I bought uh, Pokemon Sun, like, the first first month it came out i didn't even get it like right when it came out because uh, i had to buy a 3ds as well and this is the first pokemon game i've gotten either ever or in a very very long time like right when the game came out and then like all right let's see how far I, like let's just crank through this game um i've put in so much time into this game and i've, I've already got through everything all the story stuff everything and i still want to play a ton of it like I, I, I can't say I have done that with any other Pokemon game, like ever. But yeah. man, this game is fucked. Like it's, why doesn't the online work? Like, right? Why doesn't this fucking, like, it's so frustrating. God, it's so frustrating. It's frustrating, but I love it. Hey, I like it's, that game, Pokemon. Oh, I, Pokemon Sword. Yeah, I like I like that game. I like this. I well, like this game. Yeah. Hey, we like this game. Also, Jake uh, beat me in our the one Pokemon battle that we were able to get in. He mm, stomped mm, me. Mm. Uh, it was, you know what? I made one one tragic. It really error. it came down to one play. If I'm being honest, it, it was that one tragic uh, mistake there. But that was it. Like that yeah. was it. Yeah. Yeah. I I lived uh, a move that was super effective, and ooh, it was a very close. I think I had 18 HP when I lived that, and then I was able to get off my my super effective attack to take your yours down. But if it weren't for that move, it it totally would have been different. It might. Yeah. It would have been a whole different story. Uh. Yeah. But yeah. Still. Still super fun game. Still definitely re- recommend anybody who's even remotely curious about it give it a try the negative backlash is probably a bit overblown because it is it is really super fun if you like any pokemon game you're gonna you're gonna love this game and honestly i think this is a good pokemon game for people to get back into it if you haven't played in a long time Mm -hmm. Uh, i feel i feel like this game does a very good job of onboarding you fairly quickly giving you a lot of tools um to learn the game and it's, it just has a lot of fun. This game is a lot of fun. Well, yeah. I'm glad we were able to talk about this and not spend an entire pre-episode only talking about Pokemon. Because, you know, Tony, we still got another game to play that we're going to talk about pretty soon. Uh, a Warriors Orochi 3 Ultimate. Uh, we do have that. I, I have the game. I put it into my PlayStation. I yeah, I, I got it, too. So we're going we're gonna to get back to playing that in a little bit. I still might pay a little bit of Pokemon first, but we're definitely going to be playing that, and we'll get to you for a real episode of Hey, I Like That Game before you know it. But in the meantime, live life passionately. Love each other unconditionally. And play games obsessively.
We'll see you soon. Peace. Peace. for listening everybody make sure to subscribe on whichever platform you're listening to this on and also drop us a rating and review it would really mean a lot to us thanks tune in next time